The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Kieran Byrne is with me now. He is director of National Retrofit with the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, the SEAI. Kieran, you're very welcome uh, to the show. I mean, there's a survey out today. People would have seen it by Savills Ireland. One in three homeowners say they can't afford to make their properties more efficient. And I was going to ask, how much does a retrofit cost? But that's probably an impossible question yeah. to answer, is it? Kieran, thanks very much, uh, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Yeah, it is something of an impossible question because it all depends from where you're starting from and where you want to get to. But what I can say to you is that we have a range of grant packages available, um, effectively to suit uh, all budgets. So from the simplest measures right up to doing the full energy uh, retrofit in one go, which is a one-stop shop. But it really does depend on, for example, a detached home that costs a bit more than a semi-detached home, which costs a bit more than a, you know, a term, mm. costs a bit more than an apartment, etc. So if people are thinking about this, thinking about investing, they're living in an older home, it needs work done. I mean, wh- where do they start? Can they bring somebody out to take a look at the home and yeah. advise them of all of the different schemes that are available? That, that's a great question. What I suggest you do now, or even seeing is get onto our SEA website because we have really good information, instructional videos, uh, and all sorts of kind of tips and things like that for homeowners about where to start in their journey. But typically the first point is where you interact with professionals is to get a billing energy rating done on the home. Just the Burr rating, which we're familiar with. You know that colour-y scale? Yeah. That tells you about the energy performance of the building. But what we also do with that is we provide an advisory report. And the advisory report says, look, here's where your home is at at the present. Here's the kind of things you should do, and importantly, the order in which you should do them to improve the energy rating of your home. Um, there's lots of questions already flying in 87 106 is the number one listener wondering are there grants for replacing doors and windows and if so what are the qualifications around it yeah, there is a grant for replacing doors and windows, but it's part of the overall one-stop shop package because what's happening is doors and windows in isolation, just as a single measure, don't add a huge amount to the energy efficiency of the home. But when they're done as part of an overarching package, they do. So the gr- doors and windows are funded as part of the one-stop shop, which is doing the full uh, retrofit in one, st- in one step. So uh, the the order that you offer or that, that, that people get um, their advice in terms of, you know, do this, then do this, I, yeah. I mean... Does it start with those measures that are the most impactful or does it start with maybe what's kind of the lowest hanging fruit in terms of cost? Well, to be honest with you, it's kind of a bit of both because we, at the end of it all, you have to be able to work into the homeowner's budget. Yeah. But actually, as it happens, some, some of the impactful measures are actually relatively cheap. So the first thing we'd always say is improve the fabric of the home. So think about the home as a box, basically four walls and a roof. If you can improve the fabric of that home by A, insulating the attic, right, which is relatively cheap and expensive. B, if you have cavity walls, pumping the walls. And then if you don't have those, you're talking about other types of external insulation. So you've already improved the fabric of the home and you're well on your journey. Because uh, uh, people actually are asking uh, uh, about that, um, uh, about improving the fabric and about insulating uh, walls. Three beds semi built in 2000. I got insulation done seven years ago. The walls and attic pumped. Um, with grants we placed the windows two and three years ago before they were included in grants uh, the listener adds there's now an issue with mould in the attic and some rooms due to ventilation are there any grants for mechanical ventilation is it the same ventilation that would be put in with an air to water system if I pay for it myself can it be integrated at a later date if I get the air to heat yoki yeah, well, so in terms of ventilation, there is a grant for the ventilation, but then that's as part of the overall one-stop shop package. So for that particular homeowner, I'd say if they're having issues with mould in the attic, it means there is probably an issue with uh, with damp buildup and condensation and like that. The best, I 
thing, the thing to do would be to get one of the insulation specialists in to have a look at it and understand what exactly the next move is. Uh, somebody else uh, on a, a kind of a similar topic um, says that uh, I recently uh, bought a house. No, that's not what they said. Uh, what did they say? I've, after losing where they were, they they wanted to pump the walls. I remember the text anyway. I've lost it on my screen. They 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 bought a house. They're looking at insulation. Uh, they want to pump the walls. That they've been told though that uh, some houses can't do that. Uh, they, oh, I found it again. I'd rather not take away a few inches from inside my house, but I doubt I can afford the external option does Kieran have any advice yeah well again it's your technical professional you have basically three types of insulation you, the external insulation you refer to as we call the wraps so you wrap the insulation around the house the internal insulation is kind of dry lining and then certain number of houses have uh, the cavity walls that can be pumped now you did mention at the start there Kieran, that it's an older house and you need to be careful as well as how old the older house is because some of the older homes have a different building physics in terms of the permeability and breathability of the walls. So the last thing you want to do is put impermeable insulation on permeable walls. You'll have problems. So your, te- your specialist will be able to kind of direct you as to which is the best one. Typically, sorry, what? Oh, we seem to have uh, lost uh, Kieran there. Um, oh, I can hear you there. You're back. Um, yeah, you're back. back yeah. Go on. You were making a point about the permeability of some of the walls. We've seen yeah. our grand schemes, Kieran, that most people doing the internal insulation are doing it as part of a kind of an overhaul of the home because it is a bit disruptive. So if sometimes if people are gutting a home and redoing a home, that's when they'll do internal insulation. Uh, this is a question I think that everybody grapples with. We bought a house, an E-rating, 70s house, not in bad nick, but I've been told it gets very cold in the winter. I'm on a very tight budget, though, after buying the house. So where would Kieran recommend I start? I, I think the, the, the obvious place to start, the first thing we do would be putting attic insulation because not a lot of the heat loss is to the roof. And that's one of the most affordable measures. And last year, very importantly, we increased the grant funding for that for up to 80% of the cost. So there's a significant grant there. That single measure alone will add value to the home. And then if the walls can be pumped, that's the next thing I do. And again, that's, we increase the grant funding for that for up to 80% as well. Um, uh, I've got a basic three-bed semi-D house, 21 grand to put outside insulation on the walls. I was qu- quoted 14 grand two years ago. As the grants go up, the prices go up. I mean, have you experienced that in terms of feedback? Well, I suppose there's two points to that. One is last year, and to a degree, half of the year prior, we've had extraordinary uh, inflation in the construction sector. Uh, So you would have figures about 12, 14% of construction sector inflation. But even within that, certain measures, particularly things to do with insulation, pipework and plumbing, have gone up even higher. So we have been working in a very inflationary environment. But also as well is that that I suppose there's more people looking for us. There is an element of supply-demand here. So an awful lot more people are kind of attuned into the retrofitting and the energy efficiency piece. Um, but we have seen even more contractors come on board doing the work. In terms of evolving regulations, this is an interesting question. Uh, is it true that in a few years people will be stopped buying boilers and we will all have to have heat pumps? I bought a new boiler only three years ago. It was very expensive. I'm now worried that when it needs servicing, there mightn't be enough people to do it. I'd hope to have it for at least 20 years. Yeah. Well, that, that's a really good question from, from, from your list or from your, your, your list. The, um, the issue is that the European Buildings Performance Directive is trying to migrate all of the properties in Europe towards much more uh, carbon efficiency, you know, removing the fossil fuel boilers, oil and gas from properties. But there's a, a trajectory here. So in the first instance, what's happening is, for example, your list, um, 
If you look at practically all of the new homes built, very few of them have an oil or gas boiler. So if you've ever got a new house in the state, you, you won't see any chimneys around the place because the new regulations for new builds are easier to enforce. We're moving in the direction of travel to try to phase out fossil fuel boilers. One of the issues we say is that if you put a boiler in, as your listener did three years ago, and he has technology in place the next 20 years, so we're trying to encourage as many people as possible to consider putting in a heat pump. What is the upper limit in terms of time, what year does a house have to be built before that it can avail of these grants? The fabric grants are in 2010 and then all of the, um, the renewable grants which is heat pump solar and things like that are from 2020. Uh, and w- will that increase year on year or was there a change in building regulations in 2010 that would suggest that everything after that should be okay? Exactly, you have it in one. It's to do with the changing of building regulations. So what's happened there is the building reg- any house built after that time by law, according to the billing regulation, should have the appropriate level of insulation. But it is a, something of a moving feast because as we're moving towards 2030 targets and also towards 2050 targets, which is net zero, we probably will have to review those levels. All right. Well, listen, the questions are still flying in, but I'm conscious of the time, uh, Kieran. And, and the advice you started with, which is go to the SEAI website and you can find out everything you need to there. Find your BER rating, get that done and then get somebody out. You will get a list of what you can do, what grants you can avail of and what order to do it in before you have to uh, spend an awful lot of money. Uh, put that plan in place. Dr. Kieran Byrne, Director of National Retrofit with the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. I look- the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.